Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, time. you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. Our special guest for this week, and he's a good one, I've had a chance to talk to him a number of times, though we played some serious phone tag for about a month. He is Sean Purdy. He's a former pro baseball player, uh, played in the Angels organization, played college baseball at Miami. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks a lot in your willingness to come on Faith in the Zone. I want to thank Tom Roy uh, for the introduction and... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Sean, doing a lot of background and, and stuff on, on you and, and looking at some videos. Uh, big fan, so I really appreciate uh, you spending the hour with us. Hey, let's start with, uh, where, where did you grow up? What, what part of the country? Well, I grew up in Central Florida, a town called St. Cloud. Uh, it's in the uh, Kissimmee, Orlando, Disney area. And um, I, I lived there till I went off to college. And growing up, is that a big, is that a hotbed for, for baseball in that area? Absolutely. I mean, we were a small little redneck town is what they would call it. And, uh, you know, the Orlando area and so on, you know, they had um, <clears throat> uh, more seasoned ball players than us, but we were just blue collar, worked hard. And, um, you know, baseball was, was and, and football was, uh, you know, life for us. So I've got two brothers who live down there. One's been in Tarpon Springs for a really long time. And, you know, he uh, his kids went to Tarpon uh, High School. They were at the home of the Spongers. And, and he said, look, football and baseball here are big. Basketball, not, not so much. And I took my daughter um, when she was a senior in high school to Pensacola because she wanted to visit Pensacola Christian College. And uh, that Friday night, I went over, and, and she had events on, on the campus. I, I rented a car and went to watch a high school football game. And there was a, a, a team from Alabama playing a team from Pensacola. And I was sitting next to some guys in this beautiful stadium. And, and I said, man, this is really good high school football. And they said, now both teams are like three and five, to be honest with you. I said, I live yeah. up in Wisconsin, a lot of speed out on the, on the field. And they said, look, this is a baseball community. When you leave, where's your car? And I told them, they said, walk the other way and look at that baseball stadium. And, and man, I did. And whatever high school that was in Pensacola, Florida, one of the nicer base, high school baseball stadiums I've ever seen. And uh, they said, yeah, this is a baseball baseball area right here. So it's interesting. St. Cloud, was it a big high school you went to? So, no, it was a small school. We used to bounce from 2A to 3A. At the time, 4A was, you know, considered big. 
Um, but we used to have a lot of high schools come down and use our field for springtime because it was cold, uh, you know, up north. And they would always ask us what college, you know, plays here or whatever, um, because our coach on Saturdays, uh, morning time was work on the field. And then you brought your lunch. And then after that, we had practice. Ah. And so our stuff was edge, trim, dugouts, painted. Um, I was in charge of the pitcher's mound. And, um, you know, so it was a very pristine field. And, you know, it was all Bermuda and definitely heavily ryegrass, you know, starting in the winter, going into the season. So we had a lot of pride in our field. So, yeah, there was a lot of nice baseball fields as far as high school went in, in Florida. Man, we are talking to Sean Purdy, again, former pro baseball player. You can follow him on Twitter, at SeanPurdy16. That's at SeanPurdy16. Hey, did uh, growing up then, did you the guys you played with in high school, are those the same kids you played in, in Little League and Pony League and stuff like that with? Absolutely. Um, we were all together. In fact, my neighborhood was always uh, a majority of like our all-star team for Little League. And then we went to high school and we lost like a really heartbreaker to go to, uh, uh, it was the Senior League World Series oh. and, in, all, in the All-Stars. And we were like, hey, when we get to high school, you know, we're going to win a state championship and, and so on. And so when we all moved to high school, that was just a goal. And we went two years in a row. Uh, lucky us, we run into Tom Gordon. Uh, uh-huh. for state. You know, at that age, back then, throwing 95, 96 was pretty hard. You know, now everybody throws 100. And then his uh, curveball that broke a country mile, you know, we didn't have a chance. But, yeah, we were, we were together from Little League all the way through to high school. Man, that's that's awesome. That that really is, and I like those stories because you know you live in Milwaukee. You know, kids will play little league and or you know even Muni or um, AAU basketball, and you know once they get through eighth grade, then they scatter and kids go to this um, this school or that school unless they're playing you know in the juniors program for the high school. And a lot of guys obviously do that here. Uh, did were you a multi sport athlete, Sean? Well, growing up, yes, I did basketball, baseball, football. Then I got into high school, and um, it was uh, baseball and football. Um, I played football my freshman year and my senior year. Um, I was uh, a big-time asthmatic, and as I am still. Um, And then my sophomore year, uh, we started getting things under control with inhalers and so on. And um, I just uh, loved football. And um, I just I have a had a football player's mentality, but not the frame. Um, but I was better at you know baseball. And were you were you a pitcher all the all the way through? Is that what you played? Yes, sir. Pitcher and shortstop. Can you still throw it a little bit? Well, it's funny. Um, yes, uh, with the kids, you know, I'm always you know, hey, go ahead and get down, and you know, dad can roll out of bed and still paint and all that. Kind sure. Of stuff. So, <laughs> um, velocity, uh, I'm sure there's uh, uh, there's going to be an issue there, you know, as opposed to when I was playing. 
So, hey, can we, let's talk a little bit about doing, again, doing some research. I saw that you had been drafted um, three times, and the first two times you did not leave college, or I don't know if one was in high school or not, after high school, um, but you decided to, to go to Miami. Uh, when you look back at, at those times, what, stay, going to college and, and, and staying at college, was that a good choice for you? Oh, man. It gave me the opportunity, especially going to junior college, for growth, growth in the classroom, outside the classroom, on the ball field. Um, I was not ready for big-time football or baseball. And uh, going to junior college allowed me to become a better student. Um, I had a coach that really shaped me and my attitude and and so on and then that prepared me to be at the university of miami and uh my goal was always uh, as a baseball player i wanted to go to the little league world series i want to win a state championship in high school i want to go to the college world series and so i stayed the duration through miami because i'm like you know i i couldn't live with myself if i left and then that team went and won a uh, college World Series. So, yes, that were, was uh, definitely what I wanted to do. Were, were you able to, to go to the World Series with Miami? No. I'm the only guy at University of Miami who didn't go for oh, two man. years. <laughs> and then my junior year, we got beat by the Citadel, man. Oh, so. you're kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, we don't. We should probably cut that part out of this show. We don't <laughs> want to know that. That that's for yeah. sure. We're talking to Sean Purdy again. He is a former uh, pro baseball player. Did you spend uh, your entire time with the Angels organization? No, I was with the Angels. Uh, then I got Rule Five over to the Giants organization, and then I, my last year I was in the Atlanta Braves organization. And after after eight years in, in minor leagues, you decided to, to to retire. Was there an injury? Was it was it just it was time for you? Yeah, it, it, was, it was a culmination of things. One, yes, it was an injury. Uh, it, it is something that um, I was able to repair uh, in the off season, um, and I had my surgery mid season, elbow, bone spurs, and, and so on. And uh, then I had started a business and I had my first child uh, going into that last season. And I was like, you know what? The future is in uh, my business and the future is in being a dad. And uh, what really, really helped me move forward is uh, I was good friends with um, Eduardo Perez and uh, his dad came out to see us. And I'm, and I was just, uh, you know, like, Hey man, you know, uh, for who your dad is, he's just so humble and approachable and so on. And, and then he explained to me, um, about, you know, how, you know, a big league dad is gone for a long time and this and that. And I was like, Oof, man, that must be tough. And so when I had my daughter, I was like, Hey, you know what I've done me. Now it's time to be a dad, and that's what helped me make my transition into the civilian world. That's what you want to call it. Well, and you know, later in the show, we're going to talk about Whitney, and we're going to talk about Brock, and we're going to talk about Chuba. And and you, you listeners might not know Whitney, but a big time softball player, at Southeastern <laughs> University of Florida, you might know his son Brock, who is the starting quarterback at Iowa State, and he was uh, the Big Twelve True Freshman of the Year last year. 
And I watched him almost beat Oklahoma the other day, and he, man, he's awfully good. What a fun football player to watch. And you don't know Chubba, but you might one day. He is uh, signed to play quarterback at Louisville. He's a senior in high school. Are they still playing, by the way? Did they make it? Did they win on Friday? Yes, sir. They won their first round. So now he's uh, his second round of playoffs is uh, this Friday. So here in Wisconsin, um, Sean, we're at level four already. So basically, you win this Friday, you're going to Camp Randall to play in the finals. Because there's a, a, a there, the, the, the rule is, here in Wisconsin, you have to get the high school football playoffs done before deer hunting starts. Oh. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Not kidding. I bet. I bet. I, yeah, I, I bet. Or before the snow starts. Oh, well, okay. we, we've gotten that already. That's uh, we, I was snow blowing yesterday. But before deer hunting, because their fear is some of these boys from up north Wisconsin, if they have a choice between going and playing the state finals of football or going deer hunting, they're going to they're going to go deer hunting. Yeah, and I so yeah, we're already level four. Well, that congratulations to Chubba and and uh, do you, who do they play this week? They got a, t- a stiff competition coming for for yeah. level two. Yeah, they got a, a great a high school called Desert Vista. They got a really good coach over there, and he always has a good team. And and uh, we've played them in the, over the last two years. This will be our third time. So, um, yep, he's got a. They have a. Definitely have a good challenge ahead of them on Friday. That's awesome. Hey, I, I, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk uh, to Sean about his testimony and and uh, trying to walk worthy in, in minor league baseball. We've had a number of baseball guys on, and we've had discussions about that's a difficult place to do that. And we'll have that conversation with Sean on the other side of the break. Again, he's Sean Purdy. You can follow him and on Twitter at Sean Purdy, the number 16. Sean Purdy 16. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. To Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Again, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back in studio with me next week. Special guest this week on Faith in the Zone is Sean Purdy. He is a former pro baseball player, played uh, with the in the Angels organization, the Giants, and the Braves, and uh, played college baseball at Miami. Hey, Sean, when we talked in the first segment, you know, you had talked about growing up in, in, in St. Cloud and, and, and the neighborhood and all of that um, with all these kids. I want to kind of talk about your testimony and, and where your walk began and, and, and at what age and wondering if, if your mom and dad were believers and, and is that where it started? Yeah, um, my mom grew up Baptist and... Um, you know, when my grandfather passed away, I think I was seven or eight, you know, it was pretty devastating for all of us. And then we started going to church and um, our na- I had some neighbors that were, they were wonderful and they never gave up on us and prayed for us. And when I'd be next door playing, uh, you know, with my buddies there, they'd share with me and so on. And so, you know, that's where it all started. 
as a kid, you know, I don't want to go to Sunday school, blah, blah, blah. But it was, I was in the church hearing the word and, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I was always around it, you know, so, um, it, and I, and I'm so thankful for, you know, my mom never gave up and just kept us, uh, kept us in the word. And so when, um, through, through high school and, and I'm wondering if when you got to Miami, you know, that, that's quite a step for, um, for, for young student athletes, you know, you, you go from, from St. Cloud and you had talked about, we're kind of a redneck group there to, to Miami. Um, were you, was it difficult for you to continue to walk worthy at that point? So I, I, I was strong in my convictions. Uh, was I on fire? No. Um, did it keep me out of trouble? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, so, you know, you, you're, you're wandering aimlessly, if you, if you would say, but, you know, God constantly tapping on your shoulder going, Hey man, you know, get right, you know, let's, let's do this. And, uh, so it's, it's never, I never went out of the world and just lived how I wanted to live. Right. And, um, you know, I was straddling both. And, uh, so, you know, and not until I got into to, uh, professional balls when when I really started walking it. Hey, when um, we you, you've been married for for quite a while, I think I, I as I told you before we started, I you you, you have joined my club because you totally outkicked your coverage. Um, <laughs> Car- Carrie is uh, just you have a beautiful family. Let's let's say that. And I'm wondering, um, was she strong in her faith? When, when you guys met? Absolutely. Uh, she's a, a solid Christian family. And, um, you know, that was just God's way of, you know, I, I knew what I was looking for. And, you know, you know, my daughter's saying the same thing now, you know, when am I ever going to meet anybody? Because she's a senior in college. And uh, I went all the way through college uh, without a, a real serious girlfriend. And, and, you know, and I met her my second year of playing ball. And, um, you know, she was everything I was looking for, a woman of faith. And and um, and she was just uh, so full of life. Hey, during during the uh, the, the years that, that you played in the minor leagues, and, and again, I, I kind of talked about this uh, at the end of the last break, but having a number of baseball players, because of Tom Roy and his connection to faith in the zone uh, through UPI, We've had a number of baseball guys on, and they they've talked about the difficulties of of trying to continue to walk worthy when you're on the road and you're you're in you know playing minor league baseball. Said so there's a lot of temptations around every single corner. Did you find that to, to be difficult as well? Never, and this is this is real um, <clears throat> for me. Um, being in baseball. Uh, in 1995 is when I rededicated my life. I was in the Giants organization, and it was about July. And I, you know, I had like a week or so of rough ball and never had been going through that consistent struggle. And I hit my knees, said, Lord, you know, uh, you know, I'd always pray about things, but I would never talk about baseball, just in case that wasn't in the plan. Right. And 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 I in my prayer uh, was, Lord, uh, I give you my life. I give you my wife. We had just gotten married, 
in baseball. Uh, I surrender, and I'll be whatever it is you want me to be tomorrow if this isn't uh, in the plans. And from there forward, um, I was just, uh, you know, I didn't have flashing lights or anything like that. It was, I was in it. I was in it for real. And then you start meeting Christian brothers on the team. And um, so I've always told everybody that I was, at the time, walking so strong as a ball player. And when you get out of baseball, because it's in baseball, chapels at the field, you have Bible studies on the road, and so on. So it, it seemed easier then when ball was over, now you got to be disciplined enough to go look for it. Sure. And then you don't have your ball ball player buddies that you're going to see today. You know, you got to go get involved at your church or wherever. So for me, um, being and then on the road, uh, I'd have a. I was blessed enough to have a Christian brother on the road, and and we would take a towel, put it over that TV, and put the Bible on it. Um, because a, a big deal uh, would be, you know, you, pornography, Sure. you know, in these hotel rooms. And so we would, you know, ask for protection over that. And, and so, um, yeah, baseball for me was a, I was able to have a strong walk. We're talking to Sean Purdy against former, uh, former pro baseball player. He's with the Angels, the Giants, and, and the Atlanta Braves. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean Purdy, P-U-R-D-Y, the number 16. And uh, I would recommend that. He's got some great stuff um, on there. And, and we're going to talk about a lot of the stuff in the third segment when it, when it comes to his family because it's a really uh, very unique family. It really is. When you have three kids and they're all uh, big-time athletes, I think that that's very unusual. And, and we'll talk to him about that journey as well. Hey, when um, – in in minor league baseball, when you made that decision to say, "Okay, it's time for me to to step back," um, obviously Kerry was all in, right? Did, did 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 you guys have that discussion together to say, hey, "Look, I think it's time." It's just she saw the change in me, and um, man, I we we've been so blessed. When we got married, it wasn't nervous; it was excitement. And, um, you know, everything that her and I have been involved in, hey, let's do this. And, uh, you know, I got my role. She's got her role. And, yeah, it was, you know, it was uh, it was just natural, I guess. And that's awesome. Hey, Sean, when we were talking uh, on the phone a week ago or so, I had asked you what, what UPI kind of meant to you and being part of what Tom Royce thing. And, and you gave a, a, you just gave me a great story about, you know, going to a men's group at church and saying, look, how would my father fit in here? Yeah. Would he foot in? And and it wasn't you didn't think that 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 he would. And then you went to a UPI event and and that that kind of turned everything for you yeah the the one that i went to i was like okay like i was saying this is this is right after ball um i'm retired and done and so i'm like all right i gotta get involved and so i went to a men's retreat and and you know and i'm like all right man we're just gonna air it out and share and all this and and that wasn't happening and then guys were hanging out with guys they knew and so on i was like man if my dad was here you know, these guys wouldn't have a shot at him. He'd be like, you know, I'm out of here. And so I go to UPI and, uh, you know, 
I sit down with these guys and everybody's real and everybody's just opening up and breaking down the wall. In fact, uh, the guy that was there was the one that wrote the book to the shack. And uh, so it was all about, you know, dropping your barrier and, and so on. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is how you grow as a Christian when other guys are sharing in the same weaknesses or questions or whatever. And um, I, I was just like, you know, this is this is all me. And Tom Roy just had just the perfect setting. And, and, and I would hope that anywhere, it didn't have to be baseball, would be like that. Yeah, I agree. When we had that conversation, and, and, and again, I got goosebumps because I agree with you. You know, there 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 are different places for for guys that they feel the most comfortable. And yeah. if I if I was in the same situation as you, I would feel more comfortable around the UPI guys that are just kind of you know what? It's okay that that we're men. And we we yeah. we like to do men's stuff, you know. You yeah. want to go hunting and fishing, and and in between that, let's talk a little bit about where you're at, you know, in your faith. And what a, he he is one of my just dearest friends, and I'm a big fan of his. And yeah. and that's the reason. Like you you never feel like any of the guys we've had on that have been involved with UPI. You never feel like they're way up on the mountaintop talking down to you. Kind no of meet, way. they meet they yeah. meet you right where they're right where you're at, and then yeah. have that conversation. And and I'm definitely a big fan. Well, did did you then after that um, become more involved with UPI? Did you take many any trips with them? No. Uh, so for me. You know, uh, with my kids, you know, just so involved with coaching and so involved with, uh, you know, w- with my business. Uh, I'm a small business, so it's not like I turn it over to this guy. And um, and usually they'd call me to do a trip, uh, you know, December, January. And um, it was tough, especially uh, <clears throat> with my daughter, our travel softball team, man. That's just sanity. Oh, that, yeah, that's a lot. And, of, uh, that's a big commitment. Yeah. So because softball is year round where, you know, baseball, football uh, for me is, is seasonal because I never did year round baseball with my boys. I'm totally against it. But uh, with softball, you know, it's pretty much year round. And it was just uh, tough timing. You know, and um, and it always had bothered me, you know, that I should just drop what I'm doing and go do this. And, you know, and Tom had always reached out and, and, and I was sorry that I didn't get involved with that. But, you know, I did do a number of the men's retreat uh, in the beginning of January. Yeah, that's perfect. And, uh, oh, man, just hanging out with Ted Barrett and, you know, Major League Umpire and all all the guys. Uh, another dear friend of mine, Dan Carlson, he's a. Uh, in the uh, Diamondback organization as a roving pitching instructor. And, and man, those are some good times. I'll tell you this. I would never, ever challenge Ted Barrett. I would, hey, I would say, hey, you want to get in the ring and, and go three rounds with me? I wouldn't do any of that. You know, he's been on faith in the zone, and and he uh, he had he had quite the boxing career growing up. And uh, watching him on TV, there aren't many people that challenge his calls. I'll tell you that. But it's so crazy. He is like the nicest guy ever, and um, you know we we see each other quite a bit at the at the gym. And um, oh, Ted was at my I was able to baptize my three kids 
and Ted was there for it. Um, you know, luckily it was in the off season, and man, we are just big fans of Ted Barrett. Man. Yeah, we are too. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Sean Purdy. And if that name last name sounds familiar, and you're a college football fan, trust me, Brock Purdy is a quarterback at, at Iowa State. He's at Iowa State, um, really good college football player for sure. And his younger son, Chubba, is a four-year starter. He's a four-star, excuse me, recruit, and uh, made the decision to go to Louisville to play uh, college football. We're going to have a conversation about raising these really good student-athletes on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back next week. Our special guest, Sean Purdy, again, former pro baseball player from uh, 1991 to 1998. His wife, Carrie, they have three wonderful kids uh, that I've, I've looked on a couple of uh, times on, on uh, the Internet. And um, Whitney playing softball at Southeastern University. She's a big-time softball player. What position does she play, Sean? She's shortstop um, and, and some left field. Uh, but uh, mainly uh, her first three years of uh, college have been um, all short. All short, third, second. So yeah, she, infield. she can pick it and throw it a little bit. Let me tell you, and seriously, uh, she because she grew up throwing with her brothers. Yep. Um, you've never seen a girl um, throw like Whitney, and with such a natural arm angle and footwork and so on. It's it's really cool to watch. You know, I do I do a segment for a TV show called uh, Around the Corner with John McGivern. We go to different communities and towns and cities in the state of Wisconsin. My brother spends a week there with a camera crew, and they highlight, promote, and celebrate what's going on in those communities. My job is to pop in and out and do a one-minute sports segment. And we're in a small town here called Fort Atkinson, and their girls' softball program was unbelievable. And so I did my segment, and the girls were all real kind and nice. And I said, by the way, who's the big-time pitcher here? The girl said, uh, that's me. And I said, why don't you warm up because I'm going to take you deep. And, oh, she goes, yeah, right. ex- and she goes, excuse me? I yeah. said, come on, let's go. This catcher was this cute little blonde who was very nice to me. She gets her gear on. She says, outfield, come on in, no hitter. This guy can't yeah. hit. No way. Sean, I never saw the first pitch. I, didn't, I yeah. literally didn't see it. And I looked at back of the catcher. I said, that was outside. She goes, are you kidding me? That was straight down the pipe. (laughs) And I said, outside. I said, come on. Well, I hit one to the second baseman, and the pitcher got mad. I said, what are you mad at? She goes, I don't want you touching my stuff. I said, here, let let me go lefty. She goes, can you hit lefty? I said, I can hit you lefty. Now I'm talking all this smack. And And I did like an Ozzie Smith, went to bunt it down the third baseline, and the third baseman cracked up. I said, what are you laughing at? She goes, I would throw you out by a mile. And I'm telling you, Sean, I've I've watched women's softball. 
I, I've not been in the batter's box. I didn't see the first pitch. Yeah. Wow. I the, the, Their eye-hand coordination to be able to hit some of these pitches is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. And, and I've had, you know, Brock was always like, I'll get in there. I'm like, dude, just shut up. Don't do it. Don't embarrass yourself. You know, it's just coming from a whole different area. Um, first time I warmed up one of our girls, uh, our catcher, our backup catcher ended up getting in the game. And so I had to go and warm, warm our girl up. And, and when she threw, it was just like, I had to pay attention Yes, because it was like, it was coming up out of the ground, uh, versus, you know, your guy coming over the top and, uh, man, it's crazy. And they can make the pitch rise. They can, they, there's a lot of things they do with that. Um, was Whitney a multi-sport athlete? Um, no, she well, she she dabbled in volleyball, but um, softball became her passion, and she danced up until she was twelve, and uh, she came in late from a from her dance class, and and uh, Brock had some crazy little league game, and he ends up uh, getting the winning hit or something, and she comes storming out on the field and. And uh, she was like, oh, my God, that was so awesome. I, said, I go, that's pretty exciting stuff, huh? She goes, yeah. I said, how would you like to do that? She goes, oh, what do you mean, play softball? I go, yeah. She goes, oh, I'd love it. So we went up in the stands. We go, hey, Mom, we're done with dance. Uh, oh, it's all tough. softball from here. How'd Carrie uh, take that? How'd Carrie take that? I think she, she was okay with it. You know, it was the dance scene is pretty exhausting, you know, all the costumes and traveling. And then – getting your kid to want to go to practice and so on. And, but, you know, Whitney was always, you know, playing with her brothers and then all his, all the boys football games, she'd be out there at halftime throwing the football and you hear people in the stands go, Oh my God, watch this girl throw a football (laughs) with a tight spiral and far and, and so uh, she made the transition into softball very yeah. easily. I can't imagine uh, being that coach. The first practice she showed up, I'd be like, yeah. "Man, you this is manna from heaven." Are you kidding me? How did <laughs> hey? How did she pick uh, Southeastern University? So she started off at uh, a junior college in Spartanburg, um, South Carolina, uh, called Spartanburg Methodist, um, and she actually was here for a semester at a junior college uh, called Central Arizona. And it just wasn't feeling right. And uh, a buddy of mine uh, got a head coaching job over there. And he's like, hey, you know, I'd love to have Whitney. And um, it's really cool because it's a JUCO with dorms and so on. And and uh, like myself, uh, you know, Whitney wasn't ready to jump right in. Sure. Um, in, in many ways, grades and and being, you know, thrown into, you know, let's say you were for the Florida Gators, that would have just ate her up. So we knew the JUCO route was, was a route for her. And uh, what was cool is she was still getting the college experience of the dorm on campus. And this school was like 860 kids. And like 800, 800 of them were athletes. Wow. You know, so they had all the sports but football. And it was the biggest growth for her uh, that we could ever pray for. And so then she uh, gets uh, this coach from Southeastern looking at her. And um, uh, we went down and visited. And of course, I got family down there. So that's a, that's a nice thing as well. You bet. And my daughter's always been infatuated with the Southeast. 
and dad, why did you ever leave here? And she just likes that way of life, you know, South Carolina all the way down to Florida. Sure. And uh, we went down and visited. It's, uh, I don't know, 5,000 to 6,500 students. It's NAIA school. And um, she loved the coach. Uh, she goes, you know, she reminds me a lot of you, dad. You know, she's tough and, and holds you accountable, but at the same time, you know, uh, really uh, supports the girls. And she goes, let's do it. And I said, okay. And uh, the ironic thing is the coach left and came out here oh, man. to ACU. It was like, you know, does Winnie want to I go, no, Whitney wants to still stay away. And so uh, she's been there. This is her senior year. And uh, this is her last year of softball. Hey, let's uh, and let's talk about these boys with the with the time that we have left in this segment. Um, you know, Brock uh, again, starting quarterback at Iowa State, and Chuba going to go to uh, still playing high school football, going to go to Louisville and and uh, and play there. Um, the the recruiting process for your two boys that are football guys. Um, did you enjoy the process? Did they enjoy the process, or does that get old quick? Well, first of all, it's an honor, okay, that anybody wants to speak to you and wants you to come play for their team. So uh, it is what it is. So when I hear people say, oh, you know, this is getting old or so on, because uh, there's people that get no attention at all. So it's an honor that people want to offer you a scholarship. It was two different ones. You know, Brock wasn't getting much attention, you know, talking about his size and so on. And then Chuba, um, probably uh, at Brock's situation, helped him. And, um, you know, Chuba uh, had a pretty big year himself, but Chuba's bigger. And so, and, and he looks bigger to the eye. You know, you look at him out on the field and, you know, he he just looks big. And, and so Brock's junior year, he had mono. So he missed his first three games, lost a ton of weight. And so that made him look even smaller. And, but he still did amazing things his junior year. So everybody locally and us as a family were, were stressing, you know, and then he went and put together another great year, uh, just an amazing year, senior year and gets all these accolades and so on, and still nothing. So it was two different recruitments, and uh, Brock's ended up being an amazing story. You know, people, you know, Brock would come home, and we're like, is anybody caught, you know? And he'd go, no. You know, just calm as can be, and Mom and I are freaking out. And, and uh, you, know, are you, you know, how do you feel about that? And he's like, well, God knows where he wants me. And... Um, and he never wavered from that. If you put a microphone in his face with a TV interview or whoever, he would tell you the same thing. And then the way it unfolded for him was just an amazing, an amazing story. So man, he, he taught us back the things that he had been taught his whole life. And then Chubba's, um, you know, he had a whole bunch of offers before his senior year. And, um, and, and it, you know, it all led to Louisville. And uh, so, no, it's an honor for us. It's not, I can't wait for this to be over or anything like that, because it, it's an honor. 
It, it is. And, and when you talk about the numbers his senior year, you know, I have those. He threw for 4,400 um, yards, 57 touchdowns, ran for uh, over 1,000 yards and 10 more touchdowns. And he earned the Gatorade Arizona Player of the Year honor. And if people don't understand Gatorade, it's just not of all. It's just not what he does on the field. They take it all in. They look at his. They 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 ask for transcripts. They look at grade points. They 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 call the schools. They want to know from the administration: Is this the kind of kid? That we should we should be be in the running for our Gatorade Player of the Year because it's not just about those numbers that we just talked about. It's about the whole package, and obviously, uh, this young man has that. Hey, let's get to a break. Let's side of the break. I'm going to ask you a couple things. I want to know what you're like when you're watching your boys play because I know what I was like. And I'm going to ask you the favorite Pastor Ken's um, question at the end of these is your favorite memory of playing baseball, uh, either at Miami or in the pros. If you, if you can think of one that was just a really highlight memory for you, uh, that would be outstanding. We were talking to Sean Purdy against former major, uh, former pro baseball player in the Angels, in the Giants, and the Braves organization. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean Purdy, P-U-R-D-Y, number 16 and do yourself a favor you get a chance to watch Iowa State because they're on every week up here you want to watch Iowa State play check out his son boy he's a heck of a college football player this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan back to Faith in the Zone a journey on how people in sports walk in faith Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pelon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's Mike McGivern flying solo this week. Our special guest has been a great show. Uh, Sean Purdy, you can follow him at SeanPurdy16. And again, former pro baseball player. We've been talking about his uh, his sons, his daughter. Um, I'm wondering during their games, whether high school or college, um, how are you as a fan? Are, are you calm, cool, collected? Or are, you, uh, are you up walking around? What do, what do you do when they play? Um, football, I'm ill. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it, because I know how hard the boys work. And so I just want good for them. And, um, it really matters to them. They're not here just to, for a show and, and so on. They, they just love it. And, um, you know, so as an athlete, you've been through your ups and downs and, failures and so you know what they feel like and so as a dad you want to you want to if you can help them avoid it but you know you you just can't play for them and you know being a a god-fearing person you know you just you just turn it over to god and know that you know it's in his hands and and so i've been trying to learn to find joy in the moment instead of worry and uh, and for my daughter, or when the boys played baseball, um, it's tough because you're so close to the field. Right. The beauty of football is you're far away. They're not going to hear any advice you got. Right. So you, you don't say anything. And uh, so, um, yeah, I'm pretty quiet when I watch. And um, yeah, I just, 
I, I try to quote scripture while I'm watching and, uh, you know, first Peter cast all your anxieties on me. I mean, I'm doing it all. Um, I just love the kids so much and, and I appreciate how hard they work and you just want it to go well for them. So it's Sean, I, my wife and I never sat next to each other during one of Matthew played division three college basketball at Maranatha Baptist Bible college here in Wisconsin. And he walked on campus. They gave him the ball and said, you're a point guard. And it's a 45-minute drive for us. And about 30 minutes in, I would I felt like I was going to have to pull over and throw up. And Absolutely. I coached the kid. And I never yeah. had that feeling when I coached him. But when I had no control over it, yeah, oh, boy. And, and I knew because he walked on campus, he was 6 feet, 135 pounds. Yeah. And this coach had told all his players, hey, I got the point guard. I've got our point guard for the future. I've got the kid I'm going to give the ball to, and he's going to run our team for four years. And he walked on campus, and these guys were like, you're him? You're the guy? And so he doesn't, he doesn't look like that, that big-time basketball player. And uh-huh. once, they, once they got a chance to play with him, they said, okay, we get it now. But until then, so he always played with a little chip on his shoulder, and man, it was, but, but I had a hard time. We didn't sit next to each other because my wife said I didn't cheer correctly. All right. Not quite yeah. sure Everybody what that knows. means. I, I'll, I'll go a couple rows back for my wife and her friends. And I just got a couple buddies that will be either next to me or near me. And, and they just know that I'm not going to say much. And, and, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I'm quiet. Yeah, when, when I'm watching their game, I don't. Pastor Ken used to come to to games and and I would he 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 wants to talk through the game, uh, and so I would get goodness. up about two minutes in and and, uh, and walk away, and he'd start laughing. He go, I go, don't talk to me. I don't yeah. want to talk. I don't mean to be rude, but I just want to watch right. the game. I want to appreciate. I want to be able to tell Matthew, you know, maybe try this or do that. Hey, last question for you before we get out. After, uh, you know, playing at, at Miami, which is big-time baseball, obviously, and then playing uh, for a number of years in uh, minor leagues with the Angels and the Giants and the Braves, if, if to think back at, at, at one of the best moments for you, um, can, can you, when I say your favorite memory of playing baseball, what would it be? I would say University of Miami, my first game against uh, the Texas Longhorns at home, um, as a kid, uh, probably eighth grade, we didn't have cable and I'm at the beach and I go into our motel, grab some chips. We had ESPN and I'm watching the Longhorns and the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, and I slide down in front of the chair, the bed or whatever. And I watch it. And when it was over, I'm like, Oh my God, that's, I, that's what I want to do. And I had never seen a college baseball game. And so you know, I had my path of how I got to the University of Miami. And when I was on the mound and I'm ready to throw my first pitch, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's uh, Cliff Gustafson on, in third base. And, uh, you know, and here I am in a Miami uniform. I'm like, we did it. We, we made it. it. And, and it didn't hit me until then that the path. I had gone to Valencia Community College and I went to Indian River. And then my, I went to go get on a bus after I pitched against a, a JUCO team. And my coach says, hey, Sean, Miami wants to talk to you. They want to talk to me. And Miami was like, yeah, we were here to watch this other guy, and we saw you, and we want to offer you his scholarship. 
And so just the way the, the path of how I got there was, uh, was, was crazy. And, um, and when I was on that mound, uh, I just, I got goosebumps. I'm like, here we are. So, um, that was the most defining moment for me that, uh, everything like just slowed down and stopped. And I'm like, you know, this is what you dreamed and you did it. Man, that's awesome. Sean, thank you so much for your time. Again, you can follow him on Twitter, Sean Purdy, the number 16. I really appreciate uh, your time, your willingness to get up on the mountaintop with us a little bit. Um, certainly uh, tell Carrie that I said that you totally outkicked your coverage. Uh, good luck with good luck with the kids and, and, and uh, certainly Iowa State in football, Southeastern in, in uh, women's softball. And uh, to this uh, high school team that Chubba's uh, quarterback and uh, good luck have fun this year thank you well it's an honor and a pleasure and it's always fun to talk about sports and faith Uh, it's a great combination i agree uh this is faith in the zone on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan you've been listening to faith in the zone with host mike mcgivern and pastor ken keltner you can hear faith in the zone every sunday at 8 a.m To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.